Now let us hear these words from the Gospel of Mark in the first chapter, verses 14 and 15, a very brief section of Scripture. It says this, Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, I ask that you would come and speak to me, speak through me, speak in spite of me this day, that your truth may be proclaimed, that it may fall on the fertile ground that is our hearts and bear good fruit in each and every one of us. I ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, the one who is our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So inevitably... As Ash Wednesday draws closer and closer, I'm sure many of you have had this conversation. It starts with, what are you doing for Lent? Or maybe it's the opposite and it's, what aren't you doing for Lent? What are you, what are you giving up for Lent? Or what are you adding for Lent? They're popular questions this time of year, right? I mean, I'm sure many of you have already thought this through and you already know what you're going to give up or what you're going to add in the season of Lent. And I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I'm sure that some of you have already broken that promise. But I firmly believe that what we hear from Jesus Christ in our text this morning, or this afternoon rather, see how frequently we can get caught up in our rituals and routines, um, is a great starting place to repent and believe the gospel. Seems like a great place to start any day, does it not? Repent. Uh, and I think so often we can make the idea of repent and confess very synonymous with one another, but the difference is this. To repent from something is not to just to say, hey, I didn't do good. Hey, I made a mistake. But to repent literally means to turn away from. To, to make a U-turn and to go in the opposite direction of. So I want to start with a question. What is it that you need to turn away from this Lenten season? What is it that you need to, maybe you're going, ah, I'm not that bad. There's not a lot I need to turn away from. Maybe the question needs to be, what is it that you need to turn to this Lenten season? And it says, repent and believe the gospel. And when he says believe the gospel, he doesn't obviously mean Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, because heaven forbid, in Jesus' day, guess what? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John had not been written yet. They were in the process of, of living that out. So what does the gospel really mean? Well, it means the good news. And what is that good news except for this? That God longs for a relationship with you. Or as I've said many of times, and I firmly believe this, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it. 
I want you to hear that one more time because I don't think y'all got excited enough or happy enough about that. God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it. That's good news, isn't it? Because I'll be honest with you, I screw it up a lot and I feel like if it hinged on, if God's love for me hinged on me, he'd have given up a long time ago. And the good news that we hear in Jesus Christ is not only that God loves you, but God longs to draw near to you, to be in relationship with you. And as we think about God drawing near to us, this is why we give up or we add things in, in the Lenten season is so that we can embrace that relationship. In his book, Killing the Spiders, by uh, author Carlos Whitaker talks about how his father was a revival preacher in Panama. He says on, on night one, the, this lady came up to him after his sermon and said, Preacher, I've got some cobwebs in my life and in my heart that I need you to pray that they just be removed. And so he said, okay, absolutely, I'll pray for you. And they prayed, and they went about their day. And the next night, she came back up and she said, Preacher, they went away, but guess what? They came back. I need you to pray again. He said, okay. And they prayed again. And that third night, the same thing happened. Now, I just want to pause here for a minute. Anybody ever felt this way? That you're like, man, I prayed that God would deliver me from this, and I was good for a solid two hours, but somehow it came back. I got to pray again. Well, this is what's happening with this woman. And as she comes up to the preacher for a third straight night and says, Preacher, I got those cobwebs again. He stops her. He interrupts her. He says, maybe we're praying for the wrong thing. And he goes on and he says, you know, maybe we don't need to pray that God will clear out the cobwebs but maybe we need to pray that God will kill the spider. And I think so frequently we can get caught up in this idea of clearing out the cobwebs of our life, but we don't want to have to address the spider. And then we, we, we clean out the cobwebs through Lent, and we, we clean them all out of our little corners of our lives, and then we go, okay, and then we go back and we go, how'd they get there again? I thought I, I, thought I was done with this. And I think one of the reasons that we don't like addressing the spider is something that has been quoted by former Secretary General of the United Nations throughout the 1950s. And I'm, I'm going to get him to put the quote on the screen because I'm not even going to try to give you his name because I will butcher that name. Uh, yeah, thank you, Warren. But what, but so, so this quote comes on the end of a longer quote where he's talking to people and he says that people have become so skilled at exploring outer space. We have all the tools, all the resources, and we continue to expand our understanding of all that is out there. But we struggle having the skills, the tools, and the resources to understand our inner space. And he goes on and says, the longest journey is the journey inward. I've also heard it said that the longest journey is the journey from head 
to heart. And isn't this true? That, that we're really, really good at looking at our lives and looking around at everything else and going, oh, well, if chocolate wasn't present, then I wouldn't have an issue with eating too much. So I'm going to blame it on the chocolate. It's the chocolate's fault. If so-and-so wouldn't have acted that way, then I wouldn't have gotten angry and said those mean words to them. It's, it's their fault if they just act right. And we never take the time to look at our own selves and ask why we wrestle with such things. We've become pros at clearing out cobwebs. But we don't want to do the work of killing spiders. And I think some of it is because Spiders hide. They hide in the corners. They're hard to, to find. And to kill them, first we got to find them. First we got to identify them. First we got to name them. We got to open our hearts. Ugh. Be authentic with ourselves. No, thank you. Be authentic with others and with God and transparent. I'm good. That's tough. I'd rather just keep this mask on, and when people ask me, are you okay, I can just go, yeah, I'm okay. Knowing that I got spiders. I got an infestation in my house sometimes. And for many of us, I think, rather I know, the heart of our problems is a heart problem. That the heart of our problems is a heart problem. And so for many of us, the spiders and the issues in our lives have found themselves so hidden very well because we don't want to deal with our own heart and with our own stuff. They're hidden so well that it kind of reminds me, and, and if y'all are ever like this, you don't have to confess, but at my house, sometimes, when people are coming over and we weren't expecting it, we like to run around and we just kind of push everything into a particular room or closet. I'm sorry that I'm confessing. <laughs> and, and you get things just, just tucked in there ever so lightly, and you get that door to just close just right. And then you're worried, if you're honest, when everybody leaves, you don't want to open that door because you're afraid what may actually come falling out at you as you open that door. And I share that because aren't we the same way with our stuff on the inside? We tuck it away behind the door, and we close that door so tight, and we're afraid of what may actually happen if we open that door, what may actually come flooding out, what we may actually have to deal with, the stuff that we may actually have to clean up within ourselves. Those emotions, that past hurt, those things that have happened to us, or those things that we have done that we have left unaddressed. We've worked really, really hard to keep that door shut. But the season of Lent is a time for God, where God comes to us and says, open that door. 
Let's kill some spiders. But the first step is that we must be authentic with ourselves and with God. Because the challenge of Lent is not to just clear out cobwebs. It's not to just say, oh, let's get rid of that. And then if you're like me when I was growing up, you found something that you were going to give up knowing come Easter, you were like counting down the days. Oh, but come Easter, I get to go back to doing exactly what I was doing. Anybody ever do that? It's just me? Okay. We do that. We go, oh, I'm going to get rid of it, but I'm just going to go right back to it. And if that's the purpose, then we're missing the point. Because the heart of Lent is to kill the spider. And I think so frequently we can find ourselves looking at spider webs and not realizing what the spiders are. For instance, some of us, when I asked, what are you going to give up this Lent? You mentioned things that have become, and we don't like to use this word, but somewhat of an addiction for you. I'm going to give up this particular food or eating out as frequently as I do. I'm going to give up online shopping. I'm going to give up looking at this stuff on the internet. I'm going to give up watching that stuff on television. I'm going to give up all of these things that I've been doing that have started to impede and become an addiction. But I think if we were to take a deeper step and ask, what is it that is the spider of all of that, you may find, and I'm not speaking for each and every one of us, but you may find that you're trying to fill some sort of void that has been left from maybe a relationship or from not feeling good enough or whatever it may be. You, you're, you're trying to make yourself feel whole. and you, So now you kind of see what I'm talking about, that there's a difference in cleaning out cobwebs, but there's a much next step that says this. Let's get to where the spider is and address it. Maybe it's just that you find yourself always feeling stressed. Anxious, scared, and you think that certain things will, you do things to try to ease your mind, to numb yourself from those feelings. But what we need to address is really, why do I feel anxious? Why do I feel this way? Like I said earlier, for many of us, the heart of our problems is a heart problem. And so maybe some of us this Lenten season need to seek a heart transplant, if you will. As we hear these words from Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26, it says, A new heart I will give you, and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove from your body the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. what are you doing for Lent? 
Are you cleaning out your closets? Cleaning out the cobwebs? Killing some spiders? Now, I also do want to encourage you that um, sometimes we think that just removing it is just is enough, but I also have found this to be true, that if you just remove it, then there's still this void that you've got to fill it with something. And so, I would dare challenge you that it's not an either-or. I'm going to give up something or I'm going to do something else. But how about you do a both-and and you say, I'm going to give this up and I'm going to replace it with this. This is what the scripture that Anna read was talking about, that it's that idea of when you fast, it's not just saying I'm going to give up food. Why? Because it's become a hindrance in my life. But it's like, and then when I need that food, when, I, when I'm worried about that, when I'm overthinking about that, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to add prayer into my life. I'm going to take it to God and say, God, I know that you're sufficient, and you give me this day my daily bread. So I trust in you. So I encourage you not just to remove, but to add something to your life. To, to maybe remove those lies of this world or remove the root of your sin and replace it with the gospel. Or as we heard Jesus proclaim, repent and believe the gospel. I just want to leave you all with just three little things, because I think some of you are maybe sitting here and you're going, oh, I'm glad that I don't have any spiders, and here's the real honest statement, we've all got spiders, and you may need to hear this, that healing can't come without honesty. Healing can't come without honesty. Honesty with yourself, honesty with your, your spouse or your friend or whatever, healing cannot come without honesty. I also want you to hear this. Just because it's not scary doesn't mean it's not a spider. That sometimes we've become friends with our sins. We buddied up to them and we go, ah, it's not that big of a deal. It's perfectly fine. Everybody's doing it. And we just kind of buddy up with it. Just because it's not scary doesn't mean it's not a spider. But I also want you to know this. We need Jesus' help to kill the spidery. I think some of us go, I'll handle this on my own. We ain't got to bring Jesus into this. I don't want to have to tell Jesus. Maybe you do like I did growing up when the pre preacher goes, hey, come forward and confess your sins. And you're like, hey, Jesus, um, you know what I did. Anybody else ever pray that prayer? Like we don't want to say it to God like we act like he doesn't know it, but we're like, you know what I did. I'm sorry. We need Jesus' help. Because we as individuals, we can name it, we can corner it, we can point it out, but until we ask for Jesus to enter in and give us the power, we can never overcome it. So what are you doing for Lent? My challenge for you is that we stop cleaning out cobwebs that we take this time to truly start killing some spiders. Amen.